Welcome back to the Fantasy Scape Podcast. And week one is officially in the books. We can stop talking about off-season reports now. We actually have real football to talk about. Thank God. Rejoice. Rejoice. It's finally time. It's finally stopped. It's been too about long. Traylon Burks and his freaking asthma issues. Um, but yeah. Uh very very uh Odd week one, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I'll tell you what. If you had, if you drafted a wide receiver round one of your redraft leagues, uh, you're pretty feeling. You're feeling pretty good right now. Um, pretty much every like first, second round wide receiver like absolutely destroyed their fantasy projections. Except uh, someone we'll talk about a little later. But, you know, it started with, like, Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs on Thursday, and you're like, damn, these guys balled out. How's anyone going to top this? And then you see Jamar Chase have, like, freaking, I don't know, like, 10-plus targets. You're like, holy crap, this dude's putting on a show. And then you see A.J. Brown dropped a freaking 150 burger. You're like, god damn. And then Devontae Adams has 17 targets. And then Justin Jefferson just blows everyone out of the water. Like this is this was definitely the week of the wide receiver. Um, but uh, in other news, you know, you know Saquon, he is he is back. He yes, is he back. is. After all this time, we got to see vintage Saquon. And let Demetrius me tell you, feeling. let me tell you, it felt it felt damn good as a Saquon. Uh, truther. Um, but yeah, I mean, he looked really good out there. Um, just explosive, you know, breaking tackles. He scored pretty much all the Giants points. So really good to see him back. Um, what did you guys think of this weekend? It was awesome. It was so good to be back. Yeah. I really dislike the Bengals game, <laughs> but uh, in terms of fantasy, uh, I was really happy to see Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah. Really yeah. well. Yeah, seeing yeah. Michael Thomas and Saquon Barkley being like some of the top producers of the week. It's just 2019 all over again, except CMC's mid. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael Thomas, like, I was saying to buy him all offseason because, like, for me, he had, like, the highest range of outcomes versus what you're paying for him. Like, if Michael Thomas is healthy... Um, he's like at worst a high end wide receiver too, and you're paying like what wide receiver forty some prices for him. So like, just a really good return on investment that you see for Michael Thomas. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we'll just take it like game by game. Um, you know, don't really want to talk about the Bengals. No, kind of a sore spot. Joe Burrow yeah. looked a little rough the first half, but. Kind of pulled it together, fantasy-wise, at least. Yeah. Um, Jamar was awesome. Joe Mixon, I think he actually saw a lot of targets, so that's that's good if you drafted him in fantasy. Um, From the Steelers, Najee apparently re-aggravated his foot injury, so, uh, I mean, you can't not start him, but, like, you're also a little nervous about yeah. that. Um, yeah, because even if he plays, you're not sure like if they'll put him on like a timeshare uh, mm-hmm. with the next back until he's healthy. 
So it's yeah. just will be something to monitor going forward. But um, if Jalen Warren is still somehow on your waiver wire, pick him up because he's probably going to just see a workhorse schedule or workhorse uh, type um, involvement um, if Najee sits. Um, and Deontay, you know, people say Deontay was force fed by Ben. Well, he was force fed by Mitch Trubisky, too. It's almost like Deontay's their best player. I was going to say, Weird. it's like Deontay's good. I mean, yeah. anyone watch Baker. that game, bro? Yeah. That that one-handed catch was ridiculous. That that, that kind of made me mad. Yeah. As a Bengals fan, but whatever. I don't want to talk about that. Um, George Pickens was out there running wind sprints. Uh, one catch for three yards. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> almost as efficient as CD Lamb. That's true. Almost. Um, New Brian Edwards dropped. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, it's going to take some time for these rookies to pop off fantasy wise. But, like, I don't know. I just think it's funny that people thought he'd, like, automatically take over the wide receiver one role in Pittsburgh. It's like um, people really have to admit that, like, George Pickens, like, at least right now, is not as good as they thought, or they have to admit that Eli Apple's good. Yeah. Because that's a really small game. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chase Claypool kind of did like a Debo role-ish thing. He was, he was all right. Um, but yeah, not too many fantasy takeaways from this one. I mean, yeah. Uh, everyone we thought would do well pretty much did well. Moving on, we got the Eagles-Lions and golly, Mr. A.J. Brown. Holy crap. Freaking 13 targets. Jesus. Like 11, 10 receptions, 155 yards. This dude is an alpha among alphas. Like, he's just that guy. Jalen Hurts loves crazy. him. I mean, like, this, he's him. He's, he's easily the dynasty wide receiver three. Maybe Cooper Cup could be argued, but like, yeah, AJ Brown, you know. He's that guy. It was crazy that Devontae Smith was also just running wind sprints out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like four targets, zero catches. Yeah, that was definitely not expected. I feel like it's a lesson that the dynasty community is never going to learn. Like, you shouldn't just fade a receiver from a trade. Yeah. Because we saw, like, a massive, like, drop in his value when he went to Philadelphia. Mm Mm-hmm. And this isn't necessarily the norm, but, like, he's A.J. Brown. They gave him that much money to feature him. Yeah. Um, And, you know, A.J. Brown has always been someone, like, the college profile is there. He's an elite prospect. And if you look at his efficiency numbers at Tennessee, even, he was among the best in the NFL. Um, He always just needed a little uptick in volume to go crazy. And now at the Eagles, he might he might get that. So look out for AJ Brown. Yeah. And then on the other side, you got Amon Ra. Uh, that was DeAndre, a good one. DeAndre Swift looked really good. Yeah, he all he did look good. Um, TJ Hawkinson kind of pulled a disappearing uh, act. I was gonna ask DJ when Chark do we pretty well? Oh yeah, DJ Chark did do well, but uh, when do we like kind of drop TJ Hawkinson down a little bit? Oh, I already dropped him down a long time ago. I I, I, I kind of started too slowly, also, but 
I know some people that own him that just refuse to. I just don't think he's as he's a good player, but like I don't, I just don't think he should be viewed as like the next guy up type of thing. Yeah, the Lions like they aren't like the best offense, but they still have a lot of mouths to feed. Right, uh, especially when Jamison Williams becomes healthy enough to like command targets too. So it's just like that's just not a good combination uh, for a tight end. Yeah, yeah. Um, T.J. Hawkinson's fine, but like, I mean, he just probably doesn't have a lot of upside, and he just costs too much for me to like be interested in him personally. Like he's a good player for sure, but I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna. You're just gonna get like ten. You're gonna get like a low end tight end one at the end of the year, and you can get that from guys like maybe Albert O or something. Right. You know? Yeah. Anyway, also, uh, DeAndre but, Swift. Uh, it was just announced that he didn't practice today due to an ankle injury. Uh, so just monitor that. And does Jamal Williams still play there? Yeah. Yeah, yes, Jamal so, Williams vultured two to- two touchdowns from DeAndre. Yeah, so if you can somehow pick up Jamal Williams on the waiver wire, if you haven't already, I know that we're c- recording Wednesday, but uh, yeah, hopefully you did that. Yeah, uh, this game was ugly. The 49ers, Bears. I don't yeah. think there's really any takeaways from this game. It was like a goddamn monsoon. Yeah, it was out a monsoon. There. Like, the weather was just crazy. I'm um, so at the fact that the uh, ball holder got a foul because he was uh, trying to wipe wipe down the field before they uh, kicked. Oh, that was hilarious. One takeaway I have from this game is more... I saw a few fantasy analysts out there saying, like, don't worry about Trey Lance. This is the worst he can get. I would I'd, I'd worry. I'd start to worry, you know, because if this is... This might not be the worst he can get. This just might be near his average. Like, I don't think... It's just that line of reasoning I've never liked. Like, just because a player does bad is not a reason to victory lap him. That just does not make sense to me. No, I wouldn't use this game to worry... To, like, worry about Trey Lance. Like, pretty much everyone was bad this game. Like, from an efficiency-wise, except maybe Debo... Like Justin Fields wasn't good either. I, I will say, yeah, there were circumstances like it, with the rain and everything. I, I see I'd what like, you're saying, though, about like kind of worrying, right? Just yeah. with it being I'll, his first start, but I'm not using this one to worry. I want to see how he does, like in, in a game that's not a total shit fest. <laughs> yeah, weather-wise, I'll agree with you there. There were some extenuating circumstances, but in general, I yeah. see. I saw it also with Cam Akers. Like people are like. This is the lowest his value will ever be. Like yeah. his value can definitely be like Trey Sermons, which is zero. Like so, mm-hmm. it's something to monitor. I I hundred percent agree with you on that. Like, you just look like a clown saying that, really. Yeah, <laughs> and also in a way with Damian Pierce, but like I I don't think we have enough information on Pierce yeah, yet. There's not enough to judge him, but his hype has been pretty yeah. stupid though. Oh, also Elijah Mitchell's gonna miss. I think like six to eight weeks with like yeah some type of was it is it a knee so uh, some I that sounds right but I don't know that's pretty that's rough for him 
dealt with a lot of injuries in his career. There's a shot he could lose the job if if someone else looks good. Um, you know, they don't have a lot invested in him. So, like, if, uh, like, I don't know, like, Jeff Wilson, TDP, even Jordan Mason does well with the work that they get, uh, maybe they'll just, you know, not use Elijah Mitchell as much. And um, that's kind of how Shanahan operates, too. Yeah. I will say um, they like Jordan Mason enough to feel comfortable cutting Trey Sermon. Like they said, like we cut Trey Sermon because we like what we see from Jordan Mason, who I think Jordan Mason is an undrafted rookie. So I I kind of like Jordan Mason a lot. Um, no clue about his college profile, but you know he went to they, Georgia Tech. I yeah, didn't even know he existed. If they like him enough to cut their third round pick last year, like th- there might be something there. And they left him active and made TDP a healthy scratch last week. So definitely that's worth, also true. Yeah, worth monitoring there. So Jordan uh, Mason either is gonna probably take a majority of the snaps or be like second in command. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um. See, moving on, got Dolphins, Patriots. Patriots look pretty bad. Yeah. Really, it's, it's just Jacoby Myers that you will even want to consider starting. Although, Ramondre might get, I think their like, receiving back got hurt. So maybe Ramondre gets more receiving work, but yeah, not, not good. And then on the Dolphins side, um, Tyreek got like freaking 12 targets. Yeah. Um Waddle had a had a touchdown and he did the Waddle celebration. That was really cool. Uh Tua looked pretty bad, I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> yeah, like one play where it was like snapped high <laughs> and then he yeah. like completely underthrew Tyreek. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. Like yeah. it's interesting though because like the Dolphins like killed the Patriots if I can't really like, if I recall, yeah, and like you only had like 15 fantasy points, and he almost had 300 yards too. It's yeah. just like Tua just doesn't generate fantasy points. Yeah, he, he. I don't think like I could be wrong, but I feel like his. Let me look at his PFF grade. I, I feel like he wasn't that good. Um, no, he didn't look that good. But you know, it's week one, new offense. Maybe you know. Yeah, he had a 53 overall PFF grade. That's that's no bueno. Um, yeah, Tua, meh. We'll right. say that that touchdown by Waddle is what saved his fantasy day. Yeah. He only got targeted five yeah. times. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, make of that what you will. But like, he basically Waddle's gonna have to be really efficient. Yeah, yeah, and Waddle like made that whole play because if you saw it was like he a did. fourth down, and he mm-hmm. just like housed it. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, it could get better as the season goes on, but it's Tyreek Hill that's lining up on the other side of him, so I wouldn't bet on that necessarily. I think, yeah, I think with all these teams, like it'll even out a little bit because Tyreek also had like a 40% target share or something. Like, obviously, you don't expect that the whole year, that would mm-hmm. be ridiculous. So, with guys like Devontae Smith, Waddle, uh, Waller, and Renfro, maybe like I'd expect like some increase, but. Uh, when you have like true alphas, it's always tough for like the quote unquote like secondary pieces to 
cut out a significant portion of the pie, so to speak. Yeah, I think another storyline, uh, just moving on, is like there's a lot of good quarterbacks who just really didn't play well, like not just fantasy-wise, but like Aaron Rodgers had a very poor game. Matthew Stafford had a very poor game. Tom Brady had a very poor game. Dak Prescott, very poor game. I'd say Joe Burrow's first half is pretty poor. And uh, one takeaway I have from it, it just feels like every year, like defenses start out stronger than offenses, but as the year progresses, uh, that like just changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for the good quarterbacks that like rely, like actually like read defenses and everything. So I think... You know, like, what was it, like, week one of last year, Aaron Rodgers got, like, killed by the Saints, and then he yeah. goes on to be MVP. Yeah. So if you are if you can buy Aaron Rodgers low at this time, I would definitely consider it, because this is just a reoccurring, like, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw a stat, like, teams that sat all of their starters in the preseason went, like, 3-11 and 11 or something this week. So I think... I think it was Chad Johnson on Twitter, like former Bengals receiver Chad Johnson, that said like week one is really just the fourth week of the preseason. Teams don't really know what they're doing yet. Give it some time, which I agree yeah. with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't don't panic yet. It, it's week one. Calm down. Um, but yeah, that's kind of getting what you were getting at. Um, Browns, Panthers didn't watch this game. I'm going to be honest, I didn't really care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looking at the stats, though, like Robbie Anderson did pretty well. And Nick Chubb, efficient as ever. Kareem Hunt, being the damn vulture he is, scored two touchdowns. Um, I don't know, just kind of a... I mean, I get it, the Baker narrative is kind of fun, but, like, this game was pretty pretty boring. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to call up Baker Mayfield and tell him to target DJ more and more because he's really making me mad. Yeah. So like, what are you doing throwing yeah. all these Robbie Anderson? You don't even know how to spell Robbie Anderson's name. Changed <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. Like, yeah. Colts, Texans, tied, of course. There's always a there's always that one team week one. Michael Pittman, though, dominated. He did. Um, yeah, that Jonathan was great. Taylor, great. Who'd have thought? Brandon Cooks, pretty good. Um, OJ Howard scored two touchdowns on two targets. Of course he did. Um, Rex Burkhead saw the majority of snaps, though, which if you you have Damian Pierce, that's a little concerning. It is. Um, And if you paid a 2023 first for Damian Pierce, that's a little more concerning than that. (laughs) If only there was a reliable podcast that Told you not to do so. Rex right. Burkhead, like, if you're a competing team, I don't mind trading like a third round pick for Rex Burkhead. Like, no, you know, and especially in deeper leagues, like, he could be this year's like Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Just someone like that, like, literally no one wants, but like ends up doing pretty well for fantasy just because they're involved in the receiving game. Of course, he's 32 long-term outlooks are not good but like if if you need to if you want to make a run at that chip like it's a third round pick who cares and depth is important at that point yeah, yeah. anyway moving on yeah also, falcons oh yeah also speaking of quarter patterson jump, he went off yeah 
That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. he did. He did go off. Um, Mariota a lot didn't of, do half bad. He was good for fantasy. He had like yeah. a 70-yard rushing touchdown. Um, Drake London looked really good. Kyle Pitts got targeted a lot. Only two catches, though. Um, that's going to be the majority of the Falcons' offense. London and Pitts and Patterson. Yeah, at what point do we start um, to worry with Kyle Pitts, though? Like, I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm worried. Uh, he saw. He, he I'm tied, not worried at all. Yeah, not yet. He tied okay. with targets with Drake London. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes you just targets just you know. Yeah, I have also how many red zone targets he had because he did have an issue last year with being yeah. targeted in the red zone, which is completely crazy, given that like his like draft profile coming into the league was that he'd be like the perfect end zone target. Yeah. Drake London did look really good though. He did. Five for seventy four at your rookie debut. That'll do. That'll definitely do. Uh the Falcons were up a lot this game, like the majority of the game. And in true Falcons fashion, they choke it away at the end. Um but on the Saints side of the ball Really efficient game from Jameis. He looked really good, especially after the offense started to get it going. Kamara did not look that good. Apparently, he's dealing with a rib injury. Something to monitor for sure. Jarvis Landry, 100 yards. Michael Thomas, two touchdowns. Um, Chris Olave had had a couple good plays. Um, But yeah, hopefully Michael Thomas can continue to gradually improved because he was kind of on a snap uh whatchamacallit like he didn't play the full set of snaps so hopefully you know we can see excuse me him like make his way more and more into the offense because you know eight targets despite not playing a full set of snaps that that's good that's good and he looked good on them too um ravens jets i mean the ravens just kind of Lamar looked really good throwing the ball. Um, he had he had a lot of good plays. He had one like absolute beauty to Bateman. Made me really happy. Um, on the Jets side, though, I want to talk about Brees Hall leading the Jets in targets and receptions. What do you guys think about that? I think it's um, definitely like a good thing. Obviously, right? Um, I didn't really expect it this early. Especially with Michael Carter listed above him on the depth chart, um, and you, I believe Carter still had more like rushing attempts. Yeah, but I think that it's just further proof that eventually it's going to be Brees Hall's backfield. Yeah, it was kind of like a true fifty-fifty split between Hall and Carter, if I remember correctly. But the good thing is Brees Hall was in for like the two-minute work, which is obviously great for fantasy. Um, so yeah, if Brees Hall can just eat in a little more of like the rushing work. Like he could be like I know everyone views him as like a next year play, but like he could he could do some damage down the stretch this year. Yeah. Really, really encouraged by what I saw in terms of usage from Brees. Uh I mean Joe Flacco sucks. We all know that. It is just not good. Um, I don't know. Not really any other takeaways. From this one. Um, Jaguars Commanders. Okay. Yeah. What are the excuses for Trevor Lawrence this time? I wonder. Because he also didn't look good. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't either because I don't own them at all. So I'm not making mm. any. Right. When are we going to stop running out of excuses for him? Because I don't know if you noticed, Urban Meyer isn't there anymore. But I don't know. Not victory lapping. I'm just saying. When are we? When are we going to run out? Anyway, Travis Etienne should have had two touchdowns, but dropped one. And then Trevor Lawrence arrow mailed one. James Robinson looked good though. Yeah, he looked pretty good on this return. Yeah, you know- two touchdowns. I think made everyone yeah. happy. Yeah. Yep. James Robinson is just someone you really want to root for. Right. And we learned that Carson uh, Wentz really hates Doug Peterson because he decided to completely destroy them. Yeah. Everyone was good uh, on the the commander's offense. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Curtis Samuel relevant for a week. Yes, sir. <laughs> Jahan Dotson. Oh, yeah, Terry, yeah, too. Two touchdowns for Jahan Dotson. That's, that'll do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, commander's offense might be better than we thought um but yeah packers vikings justin jefferson is is like godlike yes uh i mean just ridiculous like 180 plus yards and two touchdowns just absolutely insane um yeah justin jefferson is him with a capital h oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah um packers side Everyone just sucked except AJ Dillon. Not really anything to take away. No. To be honest, everyone was clowning Christian Watson because he dropped the wide open touchdown. Uh, they were saying they really did find the MBS replacement, which I found funny. <laughs> um, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Here. That's that's really funny. Giants Titans, obviously Saquon. Is back? Love to see it. Kadarius Tony is apparently not back. What do you guys make of that situation? I don't really make much of it. Like, I wasn't. I don't know. Like, Tony was an okay buy to me in the off season, but he's not. Like, not my opinion hasn't really changed on him. Hmm. He's still stuck in stuck in New York with Daniel Jones, and I just I don't see him like really producing for a while. I think the the 49ers should trade for him and just start him at running back. That'd be fun. Cuz like Man. when he has the ball in his hands, he's like he just looks like Diva. You cannot touch him. Yeah. He didn't I don't think he ran any routes. He had two rushing plays, but no routes. Like I, apparently he's still injured. That's what uh Brian Dable said, but I don't know, just weird. It's Something's always up with Kadarius Tony. Yeah. On the Titans side of the ball, Traylon Burks had a had a good little rookie debut. Kyle Phillips did as well. Um Derrick Henry was inefficient. Um I bet the Titans wish they had AJ Brown at this point, but they don't. Traded him, which was stupid. Hashtag go AJ. Yes, sir. If you follow him on Twitter, it's been really funny over the offseason, just like him interacting with Titans fans. Yeah. AJ They've Brown, been like, he's just impossible to hate unless you're a Titans fan. Yeah. Like, like everyone's he, like, oh, you, you asked for too much money, not a team player. Like, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. The player has the right to ask for a lot of money. 
I'm always especially in football paid. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like NBA is different. So is MLB, but like football, like shelf shelf lives are way shorter. So, Mm -hmm. of course, I may change my tune when it comes to time to pay Jamar Chase. Yeah, if if he asks for too much, bro, it's enemy number one. I don't know if I can hate him now after that picture of him flipping off Manka. I can't. No, that's awesome. (laughs) I made it my profile picture on Twitter. I made it my team's picture on Sleeper. Uh, I love that picture so much. (laughs) Fuck Minka Fitzpatrick, dude. He's just flipping the double bird at him. (laughs) I didn't know Jamar Chase was like that either. I know. Speaking of the Bengals, uh, T. Higgins got kind of roughed up on a play. I hope he plays. But he's in the concussion protocol. You never know how that's gonna go. Um, so yeah, hopefully T's all right. Um, Raiders Chargers. I mean, Devontae Adams is him. Um, that's really the only takeaway from this game. And Justin Herbert is also him. Everyone else was just kind of meh from this game. Mike Williams is a huge disappointment. Yeah, he was dragged on Twitter. And then also Keenan Allen's hurt right now. I don't know if he's missing too much time, but I think it was something with his hamstring. That's right. Well, they play Thursday, so he'll probably be out that game. Oh, yeah. Forgot. So, low-key Gerald. Gerald Everett might be a maybe a must-start player, honestly. Mm-hmm. Since Keenan Allen's going to be out. Gerald Everett was an intriguing buy over the summer. Um, yeah, dirt cheap and playing on like one of the better offenses. Mm-hmm. So as we were recording this, I just want to mention the the Bucks put out a injury report. Tom Brady didn't practice. Mike Evans was limited. Leonard Fournette was limited. Russell Gage didn't practice. Chris Godwin didn't practice. Julio Jones didn't practice. <laughs> Dang. In Tampa Bay. <laughs> Sounds like it might be like a veteran dress type of thing. Yeah. Oh, easy. And then Donovan Smith didn't practice, and then Tristan Wirfs was limited. I just got an update. Uh, J.K. Dobbins took a big step, being a full participant in practice today. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) The Ravens' running game was atrocious on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Like, Hopefully that opens more opportunities for Rashad uh, whenever J.K. Dobbins comes back. Because, like, Mike Davis and... Kenyon Drake and all these other goofballs, like they just they were not good at all. That really is um, the only word from goofballs. <laughs> Nothing else describes them. Uh, the Baltimore is like running back graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that term from Matt Harmon. He was talking about the Cowboys wide receivers. <laughs> he just called them CD Lamb and a bunch of goofballs. <laughs> Honestly, CD looked like a goofball that game, too. He did. That's fair. Uh, I guess we could talk about that game. There's really not many takeaways from Chiefs Cardinals, except Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Yeah. Uh, Can't really, you can't rely on a Kansas City receiver still, which isn't really news if you were really paying attention. I'd like, we want Travis Kelsey and. Maybe Clyde Edwards Elair? Like question mark? Juju had a decent game. Yeah, Juju did have a good game. Like relatively to everyone else. 
and I'd like to say Sky Moore, second grade, second highest graded receiver on PFF. So, you know, yeah, yeah. played seven snaps. He's he's him. Uh, seven snaps. <laughs> yeah, he's him. Uh, but no, on a real note, yeah, that I like. I'm, I'm poking fun a little bit on like the extremely low efficiency or low production size sample size uh efficiency but it 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 supports my narrative so i'm gonna keep it with it yeah on the cardinal side is all bad hollywood scored a late touchdown yeah kyler just it's kind of just dinking and dunking all game i can't wait till cliff kingsbury is fired i hope yeah for real dude but anyway Moving on to the game that probably has the most fantasy implications from a bad standpoint, we have Bucks Cowboys. Yeah. Pretty rough game, even when Dak was healthy. Um, Cowboys looked really bad on offense. Zeke looked good, but like that's it. CD Lamb had uh I think it was like eleven targets and only two catches. So I always thought C.D. Lamb was overvalued in Dynasty, but I don't know what... The fact that Dak isn't going to play for probably half the season will be will be uh, modest and say that. Um, the fact that he didn't look good. Are you dropping C.D. Lamb in your rankings? Um, I, I kind of dropped him a while ago in my rankings. It's not like crazy... But, I mean, this takes him down a little bit because, you know, for the outlook of the season, it's not looking good for him. Mm-hmm. But I he think won. that n- now is a good time to, like, send offers for him or maybe even the next couple weeks as he starts pile- piling on those, like, low-grade performances. Right. He's dropped to wide receiver seven already and keep trade cut. Um. Okay, I'm going to... Yeah, but, yeah. Gonna, Give it some time. Like those CD owners are going to start to panic a little bit, despite like Dak being out. Especially those that need like production right now. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a quick game of would you rather. All right. Get the easy ones out of the way Cooper Cup or CD Lamb? Cooper Cup. Oh. I'm taking Cup. Yeah. AJ Brown, CD Lamb. Easy, AJ Brown. Brown. Easy. It was AJ Brown last year, too. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. Stefan Diggs or CD Lamb? Diggs. Diggs. I think Diggs, yeah. It Michael Pittman or CD Lamb? Probably. I think I think I'm going Lamb. I don't know. I Honestly, wouldn't hate you if you said Pittman. It's like almost a tie for me. I might say Pittman though. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go Pittman on this one. I don't blame you guys. Devontae Adams or CD Lamb. I'm saying Devontae. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're yeah. gonna take Cooper Cup, you kind of have to say Devontae. Yeah, so say Devontae too. That's fair. Jalen Waddle or CD Lamb. Ooh. Mm. I think I'm taking CD here. Yeah, just for the sheer targets he'll get. Yeah, yeah, I think I am gonna take CD here. Debo or CD Lamb. Debo for me. I think that's a tough one. I think I'm gonna go CD just because of like. Age and longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, T. Higgins or huh? C.D. Lamb? The uh, age-old one. Yeah, the age-old one. Twitter's favorite. Twitter, yeah, Twitter's one. 
I still mm-hmm. like T Higgins. Yeah, I, I do T. too. Because T Higgins gets so many targets, like yeah, when he's playing, his targets. We we didn't really talk same. about it, but he didn't play the full first half, and like yeah, he played a quarter and a half. Yeah, and he had like two targets with what like twenty yards or something or twenty seven. He almost yeah. outscored CD Lamb playing a full game, and he played a quarter and a half. Him and Burrow yeah, had that connection. But yeah. yeah. Hopefully he's back by the next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully. It's tough to say with concussions, but hopefully. All right, we're gonna do three more: Tyreek or CD. Oh, that I one's really. Know. Yeah, that's that's tough. I think I'm gonna go with CD though. Yeah, I think I'd take CD here. I also lean CD. I just it's tough. it's kind of odd because I could see Tyreek being a like making Tua's throwing efficient. Yeah. But like Tua. Yeah, honestly, in that case, I think Tua, Tua is like the main reason why I'm not choosing Tyreek there. Um, these two are in a very similar situation. DK Metcalf or CD Lamb. I just think Metcalf's better. Yeah. I yeah. I do too. And DK caught like most of his targets is just he didn't have anywhere to go with them. Right. He had like seven catches for 30 something yards and then mm-hmm. a fumble, which. You know, that's gonna happen. Yeah, right. I'm pretty confident that the Seahawks are gonna draft a quarterback at the end of the year. Even though I love uh, Geno, uh, I think that there's gonna be a new quarterback next year in Seattle. All right, last one: Drake London or C.D. Lamb? I think um, I'd rather Drake London. Oh, really? Spice? I don't know. I I know, but I like Drake London a lot. I, I do like Drake London. Yeah, I'm. I don't I know do, his profile I do like Drake really. London and the younger age, but I don't know. The Falcons are probably going to draft a quarterback too. You'd imagine. They're, yeah. Really, like they're almost in similar situations too. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I mean, once Stack is like back playing, right, it won't be. But like, look at London's like game this in Week One. That's something that like. I feel like it's really promising. It might not even pan out for the rest of the year like that. It might not average 12 points. I mean, mm-hmm. speaking also of uh, the Cowboys, Dak Prescott obviously falling in the rankings, going to be gone six to eight weeks probably. I feel like if you're a rebuilding team, targeting Dak Prescott would be a pretty good idea because, like, he's going to be, I don't think he's a high end quarterback anymore. Just because he's not gonna run, but like he'll be like a he'll be like the QB ten ish at the end of the season probably in points per game, which those those guys are valuable. Yeah, and they are, especially also, in superflex. Yeah. Also, importantly, he gives you zeros in your quarterback spot, which gives you higher draft capital. Um, yeah, I, I I think targeting Dak would be a decent idea. You should also target Deshaun Watson. Um, but yeah, like if you can trade like Trey Lance, uh, Trevor Lawrence for Dak Plus, I would definitely do that. Um, anyway, last game, Denver and Seattle. We talked about DK, good target share, bad efficiency, probably going to be a reoccurring theme. Um, Gino was godlike. He was—he's literally the perfect quarterback. 
I don't want to hear any Geno slander. They're going to give him a $300 million deal at the end of the year. Um, but on the Broncos side, Javante Williams led the Broncos in target, targets and catches, which is pretty funny. We we spent all offseason talking about Jerry Judy versus Cortland Sutton. The answer is Javante Williams. Uh, that is like funny to me because it's like, I don't remember a time where Russell Wilson targeted a running back more than his receivers. Yeah. Um, and again, just like with Brees Hall, I don't think Javante is going to always lead in targets and receptions, but the the good news is the opportunity is going to be there because he was playing in the two-minute drill, um, and he was a good receiver coming out of college. So uh, like it, it, I, I don't expect it every every week otherwise he'd be like the rb1 on the year um but definitely encouraging also albert o five receptions yeah pretty easy almost had a almost had a touchdown he's like literally like an inch away but you know if you could scoop up albert o for cheap sell dawson knox for albert o plus please do that but yeah that's all the games um any takeaways from a dynasty's perspective that you guys noticed this week? I really feel like we covered most of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like something that we didn't really touch too much on, just like CMC's usage was super limited. Yeah. So that's a bit concerning. But besides that, we pretty much covered everything that I had written down here. I think a takeaway for me is just like, I think we're going to start seeing like stupid good wide receiver seasons. Like these guys are just way too good now that I think teams are going to start featuring their wide receivers more often. And we're just going to see some absolutely ridiculous stats, um, which is obviously very exciting for fantasy purposes. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the teams like, like the one, uh, I feel like, Running back by committees are just going to keep getting more popular. Because mm-hmm. you saw a lot of backfields, uh, you know, in week one, just splitting a lot of the workload. And I do think it's the smart thing for teams to do. It just sucks for us on fantasy. Well, that that's uh, that's a good point. Uh, I think it. I think that that goes to show you that you want to target running backs that get high value touches, like the receiving ones. Yeah. Um. Versus just like those two down grinder type backs. Like if you're looking at a backfield like Detroit, for example, like you want to target Swift because he's going to get the receptions um, versus like Jamal Williams. Same thing with like Travis Etienne and James Robinson. Like Etienne's probably going to be the receiving back. But any other fantasy takeaways you guys want to talk about before we head out? I don't have any more. No, none really come to mind at the moment. All right. Um, I don't know if we'll do a full breakdown every week of the of the games, um, but definitely wanted to get one in week one. Uh, we'll probably talk about uh, the 23 prospects coming up pretty soon, but uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, good luck in your matchups this week, everyone. Hopefully... You win or lose, depending on the direction you want your team to go. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. Adios. See ya. See ya.